and just always it's always on it's always thinking if anything happens is like is that a video no is that a video no is that a video no is that a video yes Today's episode of Video Production Daily is brought to you by mastersofengagement.com. If your career intersects with video, it's vital that you understand video strategy. So head on over to mastersofengagement.com, up your game, and understand how to impact an audience and make a change and drive business value using video. It's wild to sit down with Mark as we're getting cameras set up and hear about how they completely bought out the food coloring out of some store. It uh, sounds like some intense pre-production, and it sounds very different than pre-production I've done in the past. So, Mark, let's dive into it. Pre-production process, man. What do you do when you're planning a video? You're telling me you've never bought 90 gallons of red food coloring? It's, it's, for? I, I'd have to check the books, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so what's the question? What do I do for pre-production? Yeah, pre-production. So for beginners, Mark, like where do the ideas come from, right? Because you don't have a client making a request for you to make a video mm. about something. Mm -hmm. You are producing a video that you're releasing every month. So how do you decide what that video is going to be? Yeah, and then yeah, once yeah. you have the idea, how do you develop it until the time that you start shooting it? What's hilarious, this just goes to show my naivete. Is like, I don't even know what the term pre-production means, like, in the industry, right? That's why it's, like, helpful to talk with pros. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what we've got here, folks, is we've got a naive <laughs> expert who's yeah. dominating it. We're, we're guaranteed to get a fresh perspective. Yeah, uh, so I, I worried at first that I would run out of ideas, but, like, after two or three years, I'm like, I'm always, like, a year and a half ahead. I've got, like, a, a notebook that has all these ideas in it. And at any given moment, I'm working on like, currently I'm working on nine videos. I release about once a month. But the thing is, is my builds take so long that they're all just in different stages. Um, so uh, I'll have an idea. You know, the first thought is like, what's the thumbnail? What's the title? And if I can then take this and explain it to someone in a sentence or two and they get it, I could see their eyes light up. Like right now we're, we're in the backyard where I filmed my, you know, I had some squirrels that were stealing some of my bird seeds, so I made an, a Ninja Warrior obstacle course for them to get the seed. If they wanted the seeds, they had to earn it. And I had that conversation with 20 people before, and every time I had it, they're like, oh, that's cool, right? So that's when you know you got a banger, like a, a cool video idea. So that's kind of a test I do. When I have the idea, I have a pretty good sense now of like what's going to resonate with people and what won't, and then I'll, I'll kind of workshop it with people just telling them the idea and and getting feedback you know which is a great way to do it even if they're not technical when i told some people that they were like oh you should name the squirrels i was like oh that's a really good idea and so i did fat gus was born right and i, I made that a big part of the video or another friend i was like i told her i was like yeah one of them even has nipples look you can see the nipples here and they're like i think that means they're pregnant and I was like, what? So I Googled it, sure enough. And like that became part of the story, you know? So I kind of like, you know, kind of workshopping a little bit, bouncing the ideas off people. But at the end of the day, you got to have a pretty good calibrated sort of, you know, a compass within yourself about what's going to work and what won't. So if you have an idea in its infancy, to what extent does it have to grow to become an idea that you're going to make into a video? Because it sounds like your notebook is full of stuff. Do you have lots of ideas that you decide not to pursue? It's interesting in this process of interviewing different video producers, some of them do a really great job of the expansive brainstorming, right? Where they introduce thousands of ideas before they pick one. 
and then they go down that path. And I'm just wondering, in the world of Mark Rober, if there's an idea, are you constantly progressing towards making that idea? Or, you know, how, what is the percentage of ideas that get thrown away compared to the ones that go into production? Yeah, I think it's just like, the, the other thing I'll say, I've never sat down and have a brainstorming session for ideas. I think that's an important point. It's just that I'm always thinking of it. Like my wife, I'll be sitting there with my wife and I'll be like, you know what's really interesting? I saw this thing or I was thinking about this and she's like, you're going to make a video on that, aren't you? I'm like, I think I am actually, you know? Um, so it's like, because I'm kind of always thinking, if it makes it into my notebook, it's like it's already past a high hurdle. And so generally if I write it down, it's pretty solid. You know what I mean? So it's like, I will get, I will, or someone will be like, oh, you should do a video on this. Or I think, oh, maybe I could, but I'm like, yeah, that's just not big enough. There's not enough of a payoff or there's not a great story with that, you know? And so then I won't do it. But otherwise when I, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like, you know, when you see it and when I have an idea that makes it to the thing, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a banger. That's a good video. And it's going to happen. And it will happen. Yeah. So once you've it sounds like you do a lot of expensive, expansive brainstorming. You just do it in your own head. That's right. And you're working through those ideas. And it's always, it's always on. It's always thinking. If anything happens, it's like, is that a video? No. Is that a video? No. Is that a video? No. Is that a video? Yes. And then it makes it into the notebook. <laughs> and then it makes it into the notebook. And then when you go to actually produce things, it seems like a lot of wild and fantastic ideas actually end up getting produced. So I'm wondering about the reductive brainstorming, right, where you take a crazy idea and then you make it practical and you execute what's practical. It seems like your practical is bigger than most people's practical. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that one of the things that comes with experience is knowing like, oh, I can do this, this'll work. And that's just something you build up over time, you know? So I, I'm, not, I'm rarely, I can't think of an example where I should make this thing and then it turns out I can't make it, you know? Part of that is just tenacity. And sometimes the video, like I did an automatic bullseye dartboard that just took me three years. I wasn't willing to say no. And finally I figured out a way to do it. You know, I'm working on another one. I can't say the idea yet, but we've been working really hard on this one for like a year and a half. And it's probably still another six months out. Um, but I will say there, there are cases like with the squirrel video, I, we brainstormed maybe like 25 different options of like what we could do for the Ninja Warrior course, kind of sketched them up, what might it look like, just real quick, and we ended up reducing that down to eight. So in certain cases, when I have the idea, we'll brainstorm how could you effectively pull this off, and then we'll kind of like down select, you know what I mean? It's so funny, Mark, because so much of what you're talking about is still the idea, right? And executing the idea and the science of it and getting the the rubber on the road, mm. making it very tactical. It's very cool to, to see how in some way this is story first, right? Like mm -hmm. nothing gets in the way of what you're trying to execute from a story perspective, even if it's going to be difficult to pull off from a production perspective. So when you are in the process of then going and transitioning from pre-production to production, right? You're going to make things. Mm -hmm. um, is there, is there anything that you always have in place? Like, is there any pre-production documents, storyboards? Uh, do you know what the hook is going to be? I mean, I don't want to foreshadow any of your storytelling process, mm -hmm. but it, you have an idea in a notebook and then it's organized in Mark Rober's head. And other than that, nothing's documented. As long as the idea is big enough and there's a payoff to it, you know, like world's largest jello pool. 
I didn't really know what the story was going to be exactly. I just know that there's like a billion stories you could tell about that, you know? And as part of the pre-production and figuring out how to make Jello and like the scientific process and really how hard this actually is to scale up, I was like, as I'm doing that, I was like, oh, I should make this part of the story, like to help people appreciate how freaking hard this is, you know? So it's more for me to start with the big thing that's interesting and cool. You know, I, I did a video that isn't a build, you know, only about 40% of my videos aren't builds, but something like um, going to Bill Gates and feeding him um, a meatless burger and kind of giving, I, that's enough of a punchline. I'm going to make, I'm going to learn all about how, um, you know, beyond meat and like meatless, meatless products work, basically educate myself, go to their facilities. And then the punchline will be feeding it to Bill Gates and seeing what he thinks of it that's enough of a, a, a final finish line, you know what I mean? Moment that I know I could build in backstory up to that leading to that kind of conclusion. So I start there. I start with a big finish line moment and then I've always been able to find juicy story nuggets to like build us up to that point. So we will get into that in depth on a future episode of video production daily. Excited to hear about the storytelling <laughs> process that Mark goes through, how he puts these things together. Mark, it's fascinating to hear about your pre-production process. No storyboard, no creative brief, no client <laughs> buy-off. Sounds a little bit like a fantasy world, but it's fascinating <laughs> to hear how you're able to pull this off in the wild world of Mark Rober. So next week, we're going to talk about economic impact and, and really why people pay you to make content. Mm. And that is the theme throughout the week next week. So, you know, I hope you join us. It's going to be interesting to hear it from Mark Rober's perspective again, which is going to be different than other folks on the show. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. It's great to be here in your backyard. And we will see you all next time on the next episode of Video Production Daily. Filmmakers and video creators. As you know, production budgets are wildly inconsistent. Sometimes they rise, sometimes they fall. But your ability to bring creativity to a project is always in demand. I want to introduce you to the Masters of Engagement online course. Learn how to clarify creative ideas, engage audiences using conflict, dance, art, character development, relevancy, and unexpectedness in story. Every professional video creator should learn about audience psychology from mastersofengagement.com. I've included a discounted link in the show notes below, and I can't wait to see you in the online course.